Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you're listening. This is the Fool's Folly Podcast. Yes, yes. Is that That's how we're going to start this? Yes, <laughs> yes. Weird, cold open. <laughs> I didn't realise we were doing a joke. I didn't realise we were doing a really spooky podcast, Aaron. <laughs> well, hello everyone. <laughs> I don't even know where to go. <laughs> right, basically, guys. Uh, hello, welcome back. This is Connor from the the Falls Folly Podcast. It's lovely to hear from you all. To my right is Darren, also from the Falls Folly Podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <And we are>. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you today? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we just want to uh, no context very, to that at all. I'm not going to give no. any. I think no. that's the best part of it. <laughs> uh, as a very very brief introduction to this podcast, basically we report uh, recorded this the same day we recorded the last one. So if things seems a little, if things seem a little bit out of date, or you know why the hell are they talking about Black Mirror almost a month after it came out? That's no longer relevant. Uh, it's because we recorded this a month ago, uh, as it was. Yeah. Um, we wanted it in the can. We wanted it in the can, because we're professionals, and we we basically don't want to do our job any more yeah. than we have to. <laughs> we went, do we want to be ahead of the game, or do we want to be relevant? Let's be ahead of the we game. Just, we decided to be ahead of the game yeah. on that one. Yeah. So yeah, so that's us, uh, and as always, uh, enjoy, leave reviews, write comments, follow us on Spotify, uh, which is the only place you can follow us, because they're the only place that decide to host our podcast. <laughs> uh, and as always, uh, please enjoy the episode. Thanks very much. Have you watched Chernobyl? No, I still haven't watched Chernobyl. I still haven't watched Chernobyl yet. I will definitely get around to it. I'm in the middle of a homeland at the moment. I've still got two episodes of Black Mirror to watch. Oh, I got, I got, I got so which one have you watched? The Black Mirror, just the first one, the Anthony Mackie. Yeah, that was yeah, I've watched, I've watched all three now. Have you? Yeah, yeah. I found that the this... third one is fine. Yeah, I. But the middle one's really good. The middle one is... Do you know what the middle one... The So that's the Andrew Scott one. Mm-hmm. Is very good. It doesn't feel a lot like Black Mirror. It does feel like Black Mirror. Yeah. But it feels... <clears throat> it's just weird. It feels a bit like something else. Right, as well. okay. I'll have but to watch it and see what it is. Yeah. I really liked the... And, I well, it was good. I thought it was at least trying to do something really interesting. Mm. I didn't always hit it. No, I didn't think so. But do you know what really the 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 biggest thing for me was, mm. and not realizing the female fighter is fucking Pom Clementif, which who's Mantis in the Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, yeah. and I had, and I was looking at her going, God, she's familiar. Yeah. God, she's so. And I was like, Oh my God, that's yeah. Pom Clementif, yeah. and she's awesome as well. I love her. I think she's brilliant. Did you call it though as soon as they got yes. into the game? Immediately. 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 I looked at it going, they're gonna, they're gonna, gonna have the sex. Yeah, they're gonna have all the sex, sex in the world. Spoilers for Black Mirror season whatever we're on. Yeah. Sorry guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I called it. I also oh, oh that was it. I feel like th- this season of Black Mirror hasn't had nearly the sort of buzz the last sort of two or no. three seasons have. So much so, and I because li- I listen to a lot of podcasts as well, you know, a, a lot of television yeah. film podcasts or just like um, you know pop culture podcasts, and no one's really been talking about it as much as they have in past seasons. So Bandersnatch obviously had a lot of traction. 
the season before that had a lot around it as well. The... Do you do you think Bandersnatch might be the reason for? Because I didn't expect there to be any more Black Mirror this year because they'd done Bandersnatch and that seemed mm. like such a big task. Yeah. But that would be there's no there's no series of Black Mirror this year. But here's Bandersnatch. Yeah. Do I think that's the reason why? I'm not sure because I also don't. Apart from the initial buzz, I don't remember hearing loads and loads about Bandersnatch either. Apart from that sort of first couple of days to a mm. week. And then it was sort of, it was everyone's favourite piece of television for the year, and then it died off really relatively quickly. You weren't too sure about Bandersnatch, were you? I thought it was fine. Mm. I thought it was absolutely fine. Part of me wants to go back and watch, because I only got three of the what, 15 endings or something. I think mm. I only watched three definitive ends. Yeah. So maybe I'll go back and watch more and actually be really entertained by it. I just didn't think... I, I I loved what it was trying to do. I thought it was brilliant. But I think there are better entertainment products that do the same thing in a different medium. Mm. So, like, the Telltale video games are yeah. choice-based. Your choices change the outcome of the stories. Yeah. And, and they do it so much better. Though, And they are much better versions did of you that not, same thing. So, I, I thought... I remember when we saw each other uh, having both watched Bandersnatch... Mm-hmm. I thought Charlie Brooker had won telly. Yeah, I remember you saying. I now don't think he has. I think Chernobyl. <laughs> I think Chernobyl yeah. is. I think there are lots of Chernobyl, lots of and I know it's getting all the buzz. Chernobyl, everyone, it should be compulsory viewing from a from an entertainment to a cinematography level to a like you need to understand how this happened thing. It's almost it's almost that level of. Is it out of like a history? lesson as well is it like look how yep. actually awful and terrible this is as well Go, kind of which kind of contradicts all the things we're saying about it should be <laughs> but not even from a just looking at how fucked up the Soviet Union was fucked up to how any government could be if it really wanted to keep its secrets to yeah. itself and that we need to always we're always we should always be slaves to the truth yeah because the whole of Europe could have just been, have been wiped ended, out yeah. if if that those lies and those secrets were allowed to be maintained. And that Does that happen in the information age now, though? I don't think that happens now. If the same thing happened in 2019, for instance, that same thing wouldn't Maybe. happen, I don't think, would Someone it? might be, you know... Like some sort of, you know, Good Samaritan in the Soviet Union who sends a tweet or an email or, yeah. you know, the next Julian Assange or... Maybe the bar- may, you know, the barriers probably are, are definitely coming down. But any any government that wants to, well, look at ours. We're coming out the we're coming out the EU, and that's going to yeah. change a lot of the legislation that you the, the control that you have over certain things mm. and what you want to do. We won't be bound by the European Human Rights Act no. anymore, which no. changes changes certain things. So we're getting political now. I know this but, is turned into a very different, different podcast. podcast. <laughs> but, but it's that right? But that's why everyone should should watch Chernobyl because not not only that. Not only, not only that, the thing with Chernobyl is, and this isn't a, this isn't a spoiler because you just kind of know what Chernobyl is. What Chernobyl does really well is it allows you sometimes to feel comfortable, and then you have a moment of they're dying. Yeah. Just by being, just by breathing, just by because they are near talking. that thing. It is, uh, it is killing them, and you go. Shit. So I bet anyway. I thought so. I thought Charlie Brooker was going to win television, and, with Bandersnatch. but but then then Chernobyl happened. But the reason I loved. Bandersnatch is because Bandersnatch, what I thought it was doing was making you believe that you had choices and then you didn't. And then it, it was trying to get you frustrated by the, the fact that you weren't actually having 
it didn't give you as much control as it appeared to be giving to you. Yeah, interesting. And that idea of you can want to do all the things, but you're not mm. going to. And that was what I thought was kind of genius yeah. about it. But it don't get me wrong. It was it was it was good. Yeah. But there are there are better entertainment products that do a very similar thing mm. that that I in a medium that I enjoy a lot more, yeah. which is video oh. games. <laughs> um. So we've, this has now become a television podcast. Apparently but, so, yeah. But um, only because... Our television's not. I was watching um, Charlie Brooker interview Vince Gilligan. Oh, okay. The other day. Apparently, in Breaking Bad, the scene in which Jane dies, Jesse's oh, girlfriend yeah, yeah. via heroin overdose, and he just leaves her. Spoilers. For a ten-year-old The show, original my... version that he wrote is that Walter... Kills her. ...gave her another heroin thing to purposefully kill her and he got outvoted by his writer's room and he listened and he went okay because the fear was if he goes that far that people might not want to watch because he's too dislikable yeah but he ends that way i think and i think at that point in the story that's what season two season three yeah he's not as much of a villain yet Mm. in that in that story you know he's Beca- that in that story he's becoming a villain uh, mm. as as the story progresses and moves forward. Yeah. But he's not yet that mm. that that character. You know he's not that evil yet. God, that would be a good bloody episode though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Horrible, but bloody good. But is it? As, I mean, it is. I mean, it's very very. Horrible, it's a it's It is a bit. Yeah. You know, it's heartless just to. Yeah. He just spots an opportunity and and lets her lets yeah. her go. And actually, to his detriment, in the end. Because actually, it sends Jesse into a whole spiral of other rubbish. Yeah, that you yeah. know changes the, the the course of that history. If you've never seen Breaking Bad, go and watch it because it might be one of the best television series of all time. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's much that beats it. The Sopranos maybe, maybe beats it because The Sopranos is bloody awesome. Mm. Um, but Breaking Bad, but it, and also they're very difficult to pair because they are quite different stories. Game of Thrones would have got near, but. I'm not even going to get started on that, but, you know. Um, we could talk, I could get up on my soapbox for hours was... talking about talking about the last two series of Game oh, of Thrones. Yeah. I just, I just think, I, I'm just, in my head canon now, that show ends in season five. So that show ends on season five and then that's it. And they, uh, unfortunately, HBO decided it need, it got cancelled because it wasn't making money anymore, even though it made all the money. Yeah. But <clears throat> apparently, I don't know if we've had this conversation actually, because I think I heard this sort of before. In terms of, even though the backlash was massively, massively strong, the last episode of Game of Thrones had, like, record-breaking amounts of viewership. Well, it, it, Con- considering it was that, going to. Yeah, well, considering that it was... But you, what you've got to bear in mind is that's a service that most people have to pay for to yeah. watch it. And it's record-breaking. Even though from the, fir- the early stages of that show mm. were decided to be not very good, people still tuned in to the last episode. Oh, and that, and that number, that number, will, you know, and then when you take into account probably the people who torrented and pirated that, that, that number is that number. It's the biggest show. It's the biggest show ever. Yeah. Do you ever think there'll be? A, and I know we've kind of had this conversation, but it's good to have it on mic because then people can sort of chip in if they want to. Do you think there'll ever be anything like it again? That sort of appointment viewing. Um, if, if the Lord of the Rings films didn't exist, mm-hmm. I would think a Lord of the Rings show 
yeah. stand a very good chance well, there is, of fulfilling that. Well, there is but it is, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Oh, sorry, I see what you that's mean, what yeah. I, I, I think that show would probably, if, if, if early traction went, this is of good quality, I think that might. But I don't know if it will be allowed, if it will get that, well, it will. It, it will do because it's Lord of the Rings. But I think it will always have the those three because films the movies are hanging oh, over, oh, and they yeah. still. I mean, fucking hell, those films still stand up, and they'll stand up for years great. and years and years and years They're and years. Just great. You know? And actually, because how practical they were, and there was very little, you know, computer-generated yeah. action sequences. Yeah. Those movies stand up and still look amazing. amazing. You know, so that 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 show will always what Game of Thrones didn't have which was a, a pre-existing audience a, well, a, well, but also a, pre-exi- a pre-existing version of that on screen oh, that was of quality mean, yeah. that's kind of looming over it right? Yeah. Which, is, which Lords of the Rings will have I think His Dark Materials might oh, okay. a bit of I, I know the BBC the BBC problem, have got a version of that and I, so that might it's interesting because I, I and I know all of those things had you know th- those things have a lot of traction Whereas, you know, A Song of Ice and Fire was huge in the fantasy community, mm. but it wasn't really... Mainstream. It wasn't very mainstream. No. And even the show, really, unless you were into fantasy, the show wasn't massively, massively mainstream, probably until about season two or three. You know, that's when it started to get massively, massively popular yeah. and started to really, really become, you know, that real appointment viewing... The Walking Dead would have, I think, would have... The Walking, Walking Dead, Dead was started if, like if that, it, didn't if it? If it had ended... A few years ago, I think we would be looking at those two as like the standout series of the last in terms of viewership and yeah and whatnot. But the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead, I just feel has gone on, have gone on a bit too long, and it became very predictable, and yeah. it became it became law of diminishing returns. The it, it it always followed a group, and then they want to go to a place because they think the place is going to be a haven. And then, oh, no, the people at this place are not as nice as they first things. And then we've got to fight the people. And then we move on to another thing. And it's the same. And you have season, you know, you have episode upon episode in the middle of the season, which just feel like filler. Yeah. That is kind of the problem with that American television sort of, you know, model where they have, you know. All these episodes to fill. You know, 15, 16 episodes to fill. And you can't always get meaningful story. You you know can't always tell a meaningful story in every single episode. Is that a, is that a? Do you think that's a a backlash of almost having too much money to spend on a show and too much airtime to fill? Whereas whereas it feels like in this country because there's less money and less maybe not less airtime to fill, but you know if you look at the office here, yeah. six episodes a se- season series, oh, sorry, and then you know in, into into series you know Fleabag. Yeah, same kind of six, thing. Six, six. Killing Eve, you've got eight episodes. Yeah. And none of them feel like... Filler. Filler. Mm. But I, maybe, maybe you're right, but I also, you know, you look at a lot of American shows now, they're moving away from that 24... Unless they're a sitcom, very few shows have more than sort of, I think, sort of 13, 14 episodes in a in a season. But even, thir- even 13, it's a lot of... <clears throat> it is a lot to fill, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just trying to think like the Netflix model and stuff like that as well. It's like they they tend to do sort of like between ten and thirteen, don't they, for a lot of their shows? Yeah. But it's so much. Time. It's so much. There's just so much air. It's so much airtime to mm. to film because they have a billion channels as well in America. That's the thing. You know, there are so many more channels over there that they've got to pump out content into. Whereas you know, our producing bodies, we have what th- three channel four, ITV, BBC. Are there any more? Channel five. Oh, Channel 5 doesn't count. Did not, did have, not have you ever watched anything program? on Channel 5? No, but it does have original programming, isn't it? 
interesting. Yeah. I don't think there is anything else. I think it's those four. I, I'm probably forgetting some, but yeah. you know, whereas there are bajillions in yeah. in a, in the states. I mean, it is where the yeah, original programming is. You've got things like Love Island, on, and that's technically the original programming. Yeah, all, all of the game shows and things like that, because they're so cheap. They're yeah. so cheap to make. They're well, so cheap to make, and they're so ex- so bloody exploitative. Yeah, yeah. And I I I am saying someone who who ashamedly has. Uh, watched a little bit of Love Island this year, <laughs> and, and and found found myself getting into it for a few for a few episodes, and then having to go, what? What's Ricky said the same thing to me as well. So my my other uh, my other very close friend, he's been watching it as well with his partner. Sort of one of those cut exactly like you turned around and was like, oh, he's just watching it because you know my other half was watching it, and now he's like invested in the characters and things. But like that's it. the thing. This is but oh, this leads on to an, this leads on to another. We might get two podcasts out of this. You know, maybe. Um, I had a moment where I watched it, and if you uh, and I always knew reality television was scripted, and not scripted, but the edit, the edit so is so important. Yeah, God, yeah. To it's a skill set. And I and I had a moment. One, there has been one character, and I'm going to use the term character, and that's awful. A person, I beginning to feel that there is a chance that they have been edited at their extreme that would make them look like a potential abuser. Oh really? Like in what a mental island? abuser outside, into uh, someone who comes across as someone who might be quite controlling, emotionally controlling, and whatnot. In the edit, and they did a thing where they basically set up a thing where, and it led to, and everyone, and you, you sat there going, "He'll be voted out. This person will be voted." Is that out. the one that I read about? Who's been put into a safe house after he'd been voted out recently? Maybe. I read a Maybe. story recently about. A, I'm sure it was a Love Island contestant has been when he. Got removed from the island or whatever. Well, I don't know what it is. Yeah. He then got put into a safe house for his own safety, basically, because they thought right. people were going to go after this person. Right. Well, oh, I really hope that's kind of not the case. They just so, so there have been some conversations in which people have gone, "Oh, that's red flag. That's a red flag. Mm. That's a red flag." And they they are, but you. What they then did was after they've set up, he he could be voted out, and you knew it was going to happen just by. The, the one thing with the reality television is where you kind of, I take a little bit of solace is, is that good, good, what is presented as good does tend to win out. Yeah. The good people who we like and whatnot, you know, the villains never win these things, really. But this person had been portrayed to be, and it just so happened, this vote had happened, and then just before it happened, we see him with this with this girl apologising and going you know that conversation we had yesterday that I've, I've really thought about it and I realised that what I had done is I had let other people's opinions get into my head mm. and I had taken that out and had a conversation with you which I shouldn't have had and that was fuelled by other people's gossiping and whatnot and I'm, I'm really sorry about that and I apologise for that and I do trust you and uh, basically apologising for his behaviour and yeah. realising and doing the thing of I've been a dick yeah. and I'm really sorry and owning up and you realise has that been happening the entire in the edit yeah as the story because then you go into that vote and you go oh is he a dick oh, oh we've all voted yeah. it. oh and everyone's voted oh and he's gone and now we're going and you realise it's the people who've got the editing button it's the, pe- it's the people who are yeah who are controlling the narrative and the problem is in a in a television show in a complete in a complete television show just with characters that's totally fine because yeah. you're telling a story. The problem with that is those are real people who and you might have <clears throat> rightly or wrongly 
portrayed someone as potentially being emotionally abusive mm. and they've got to come out into the real world. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, as a real human being, they have to then exist post whatever uh, reality show that they're on. And that's wrong. awful. Yeah. If it's, you know, because that's potential, that's potentially something that can hang over you for a long time. Mm. And I understand, I under, you know, this is the horrible thing with, with humans is we are naturally kind of voyeuristic and we, we, love, a, we love a drama you know, I remember my mum once telling a, my brother once telling a story about outside his bedroom window a fight broke out and um, he told my mum the next day, bear in mind this is like the middle of the night and my mum yeah. went, why don't you come and get me? <laughs> and he went, well you're asleep and she goes, I don't care. I want to watch the fight. Watch the fight. <laughs> so people actually disagree on what we, we, we want to watch that and that's... It's horrible, but fine. okay, yeah. I get that. If you're producing reality television, you've got to do those things to bump your ratings yeah. up. But it's why, you know... That's it, real. That's it's, real. There's real people. Yeah. It's why we watch combat sports. It's why we watch, yeah. you know, uh, you, the, the boxings, the MMAs of this world. It's why we watch well, any competitive sport, really. Yeah. You know, we want to see people duke it out. Yeah. But for me, as a where, where I would feel where you kind of have to draw a line a little bit is if you're an editor... And you're potentially editing something because you're going to tell a story, but in within that story, you are making someone out to be a thing. And I and I'm not you know because I don't know because he might actually you know also you have to go he might actually be like that and it and it might be but you kind of go this is this is quite uncomfortable. Yeah, that's that's almost like a that's almost like it feels like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, well you know Black Mirror the the, the thing with Black I don't know but yeah. Television podcast, arts podcast, guys, by the way. <laughs> arts podcast, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, absolutely. That's what I said. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, the thing with Black Mirror is, is it's always so, it's just, it's always, it always has felt just close enough to be real. Have you listened to any of Kill the Beasts? No, no, no. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I, th- I almost think it might be. I can't believe I'm saying I think it might even be better than the play. Really? Because it, because it focuses on the investigation of her death, that Vivian okay. And it goes into so much with those characters. Yeah. Which you just don't get over an hour's show. Yeah. But you're really getting to know them, and, and the writing is just so fucking clever. Oh, yeah, they're brilliant. They're so good. Yeah. Kill the Beast, for those who don't know, are uh, five five-person theatre? Yeah, five-person five five theatre company uh, who've done some, you know, amazing projects we, which we've been lucky enough to see some of um, sort of around where we are but yeah, they're just incredible. If you can, if, if, if they're in a city near you at any point, go and see them because it's just, just amazing. amazing. Yeah. And we sort of bumped into them once and were too starstruck to go and say hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, in the, the Batty Art Centre. Yeah. We saw, we saw, t- saw, saw two, two, two of the members and we were like, yeah. Oh, and I, I and I think about two weeks later, yeah. I then without hesitation saw Eddie Izzard in the street and went up and said hello to him. But I couldn't go and see Kill the Beast. That's how much. Yeah. How weird, oh, right? Yeah. It was really yeah. weird. It was very odd. They're, but they're just they're yeah. brilliant. They're so so good. God, why can't we be that good, Darren? It's kind of so so talented. You kind of go. I resign. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. You, you do you win. the creating. You, you win. win. You win you creating. Win yeah. You win the creating. You win the creating. Um, you win.
There was um, so Zay Frank, who was kind of one of the original uh, YouTubers back in the day, and yeah. I think I think he now is the CEO of BuzzFeed. I can't remember exactly what he is, but yeah. I'm sure he was something to do with BuzzFeed. The last I remembered. But he had this really great series when he came back to YouTube after sort of having left for a while. Yeah. Um, he basically turned around and he said from the age of 20 to 30, yeah. he didn't read a fiction, fi- a fictional story at all. He only read nonfiction. And he said, I decided that I, because I needed to learn and be yeah. and, and do this thing. But by the time I hit my 30, I was ready for a good story. And it gives a... I imagine that must give such a massive appreciation yeah. for those stories when you eventually can come back to that. That must yeah. be... Part of me wants to do it just to enjoy the idea of reading a story again. That sounds amazing. That sounds absolutely amazing. You know, doing one of your favourite things, having not done it in so many years. Yeah. I couldn't imagine the feeling. It, it must be like coming back to it fresh and new. Do you ever think... Ah, this is interesting. Do you wish that... Are there things in your life that you wish you could come back to with no recollection of what that is? Yeah, going to the theatre. Going to the theatre each time. Mine would be the same thing. A lot of different entertainment products, actually, particularly with books. I wish there there are some books I wish I could forget everything of and reread them. Uh, ah, oh, I think, okay. What I would... Okay, so I might change my answer, but I would... So, um, we're going to the theatre. I would want to go to the theatre, feeling like it's the first time again. Well, but feeling like I actually feeling like I don't know anything about theatre. Oh, okay. And just experiencing it because now I sometimes watch theatre and go, "Why are they doing that? Yeah. Why are they doing? Oh, I like the fact they did that." I'm watching it almost from an analytical. Yeah, from a technical standpoint. Technical standpoint, than a... or, an, or why did they make that choice? Why did they do that? As opposed to just going and. As a as as quote unquote Joe public and yeah. just just enjoying it and yeah. having a, having a guttural initial reaction to it because I find I've probably I've probably trashed shows from an analytical point that I might have enjoyed more if I didn't if you've been that. able to shut that side of shut your that, brain off shut that uh, side of my brain interesting off. Um, or that shows that I there is a caveat to that which is shows that I love I must love. Yeah, because they've overcome. They've been able to that. take away those barriers. Yeah. So go back to I me. Mean, Kill the Beast is just pure unadulterated joy for oh, me. Oh God, it's just, I just the best. I just I tur- They are able to tap into that thing where I can just turn off everything and yeah. I don't care what they're <clears throat> doing. I yeah. just think they're great. I do, I do notice with the th- with theatre at the moment in particular with myself is I especially if it's comedy, I will th- I will walk in with walls up already. Which is a really bad way to go into the theatre. Mm. I'll walk. I'll walk in with walls up, almost as a challenge to the per, to the people I'm watching. It's like, yeah. right, come on then, get those walls down, take it, pick it apart, and take it. And I wish part of me wishes I could really go in and not not have those walls up. Go in as just Joe yeah. Public to enjoy it. I'm going to go here. I've paid you my money. We've made the deal. Yeah. Now I want to be entertained, but I go in with like throw those part, walls up and I'm like come part on part of it's definitely I think it's like with anything part of it is if you're going to see something that's been hyped yeah oh yeah there's yeah, that isn't there? there's, it, there's that I want to be the cool kid who's just like no no <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think I wonder if part of it is the natural insecurities you have if you if you are in any way involved in this industry mm. of well, why are you so good? Yeah. Why have you... There is definitely doing part a, of that. You're doing a thing. I know there's part I of that wanna, with myself. And because if I don't feel it is any good, maybe that helps, makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. 
about what and I'm doing. And it's so poison. Oh, it is. It's horrible. It's so horrible, isn't it? and it's so poisonous, and you have to really kind of check yourself and go, someone's got, you know, someone's got to be doing it. And I don't think anyone sets out to make a bad product. No. No, no one sets out on a journey to no. make something that people don't enjoy. No, of course they don't. Because otherwise, what would be the point? You know, what be the point in that? Unless that's the point, I guess. Yeah. I set out to make something also, that everyone is going to hate. It's really weird, isn't it? Because you know, we're not in a position really where we'll get many comps to the theatre. No. So if we go and pay, the idea of us paying for a thing and kind of hoping it's shit is really fucked up. Yeah. Like, I'm like, paying I'm my hard-earned money to be annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, it is awful. It? It's, it's terrible. Really, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not good. It really, really isn't good. But when you do pay your money and they manage to pick apart those walls in whatever, however it, it whatever sort oh, of product it is, it's just the best. Ah, oh, but the idea of could I just go and revisit? So things that you have already seen, would you want to sort of have your memory wiped of that experience and then go and watch it fresh again? I would, with a caveat, I would forget the film Inception and I'd go watch it for the first time again, but I'd watch it in IMAX. Oh, yeah, that'd be pretty good. Just that one thing. Just that one Just that film. one film. That'd be pretty good, huh? I get like that sometimes with any... Because I guess it's like anything, when it when it entertains you so fully and makes you, you know, fulfills you up with mm. such good emotions, I just want to, like, being able to experience that again, yeah. completely fresh. As a thought experiment. Amazing. As, a, as an experiment, what I would... If I could, what I would really like to do is if I could forget all the Bond films and watch them again now. Oh. Not as a child. As a as an adult. If I could watch them as a 26-year-old and see if I'd have the same reaction to them and then what subsequent my opinion of that would be. Yeah. So I watched them as a child and I and I loved... And I really was the biggest Bond nut and I loved them. And I, so to the point where now it's part of... Every Bond film is a good film. I know, I understand subjects. There are issues. There are issues. Definitely. With them, but I will, in my head, in my head canon, the best films ever, you've got all the Bond films and then everything comes kind of under. <laughs> yeah. I love them. I, 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 and I, people say Spectre was shit. And I just thought, because I, I become a kid. Which become a kid when I, the last one, the last one. Oh, I, I love Spectre. I yeah. Love Spectre. Well, I'll sit, I'll sit and it's all good. Yeah. And I'm telling myself it, it's all it's all good, and I can't be swayed otherwise. So I would really be interested to see though, if as a 26 year old, you take the nostalgia and the child connection away, what that would do. Particularly some of the older ones with today's kind of sensibilities. Um, I mean, Skyfall was amazing. Oh, Skyfall was just fucking awesome. awesome. I just remember that. I mean, shots it, it, over the that became, it became violent Home Alone. But I was yeah, yeah, yeah. I was all in, I was all in for that. Yeah, true. In. People, people said that like it was a criticism. Yeah, it was like Home Alone. Yeah, it was Home Alone with nail bombs. What, what, what else do you what want? What more do you want? Yeah. yeah, I used to. I say used to listen to podcasts. I just haven't listened to it in a while. The there, there's a great series of podcasts called the Sequelizers, mm. um, and they basically make uh, they pitch sequels. So, uh, uh, good sequels. Hang on. Basically, if there's a, a great movie that had a mm. terrible sequel, they basically then go and re-pitch the sequel to make that bad sequel into something better. And they mm. did, uh, I think it was Home Alone 2 to Home Alone 3. Uh, one of the pitches was basically 
um, an R-rated version of Home Alone where Macaulay Culkin's character is in his like 30s or 40s. Yeah. He has to look after his niece and nephew and they get and their house gets raided and he has to do all, all these things and set all these traps but as a much oh. more like a thriller horror movie uh, than just a Home Alone and it's I just remember that and that just sounds Have awesome. you ever seen Home Alone 3? Yes. Home Alone yeah. 3 when I was a child was my favourite. It was the first one I, I watched. Was it? So it's Interesting. Again, it's all about how you, yeah. how and when you see things and at what stage, right? Yeah. So I really like Home Alone three, and I'm I'm with you. It might be my favourite. Yeah. A lot of that is nostalgia. Is nostalgia, yeah. Because I when we, again, this is another conversation we've had before. But <laughs> that feels like an unofficial catchphrase <laughs> of the podcast. Maybe that's what we call this show. This, this we've had this conversation, this conversation before. before. I fucking love that. That's awesome. <laughs> I really like that. The Phantom Menace is my favourite Star Wars film. Yeah. Because I saw it when I must have been eight, eight years old. Yeah. Something like that. I'd never, seen, I'd never seen Jedi's. I'd never seen any of that. I had no preconceptions. You'd never seen the original so trilogy, I saw, yeah. So I saw people with light swords and, and some strange aliens and I didn't, I didn't get why Anakin Skywalker, Skywalker's acting was shite. Was, yes. As wooden as it, as it could be. I didn't get why Metachlorians was such a horrible concept yeah. well, I, think I just that, saw pod racing yeah. and Darth Maul and Darth Maul was fucking cool I think the really I think the pic, as far as I can tell and obviously I you know I wasn't old enough to be in a, in a position to remember this very well because it was it came out in 1999 I was born in 1993 yeah. that movie was only panned after the fact that movie had basically had this swell of support and this massive, you know, people queuing outside for days and days to get their tickets. Everyone watched this movie, basically loved it. And then it was only about a month or so later, everyone went, I think that movie was shit. But at the time, when everyone watched it, it just, it was amazing all of a sudden. Um, and it's interesting how it took a long time to gestate. Mm. And I think it became, my my feeling is that it became a, a slow build of dislike that eventually became massive mm. whether that's true or not but that's always kind of been my interpretation of what happened I'm like so much my mother hates that movie because right. she grew up with the original trilogy but she saw it twice at the cinema yeah. <laughs> you know what what more how because she was like I, I saw it with uh, my grandparents so her parents mm. and she's like I would have taken you I went you definitely didn't because I was seven nope yeah, I would have been seven. I was like, there's no way you took me because I was too young to go and watch that movie. It was a, yeah. it was a 12, I'm pretty sure. There's no way we saw that movie together. So she's like, oh no, I can't. I was like, so that means you saw it twice? She was like, no, no, no. I was like, you definitely saw it twice. But you hate that movie. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just unpopular, saying. Probably unpopular opinion. And um, this might be the thing that finally gets us an email about this podcast. <laughs> Visually, I think it's the best one. I think it holds up the most, particularly out of the prequel trilogy. I think it looks the most real because it is yeah. the most practical. Yeah, well, a, a, lot a lot of, of the, those, a lot of the CGI in, in the next two, I feel, will not hold up as yeah. well as well, some of the effects in that first. Well, one. I think a lot of people. It's really odd. A lot of people bash those original, uh, those prequels, because of how much CG and stuff was used. And one of the big things when uh, Force Awakens came out mm. was, oh, we're doing so much more practical. Um, rather than CG, you know, going yeah. back to its roots. Force Awakens had more CG than all of the 
prequels combined. There was so much done practically and in camera work on those prequel movies that Force Awakens didn't do. And Force Awakens has a lot of yeah. CG and uh, out of camera edits. Isn't it weird to th- Do you find it's often weird to think that this franchise is so big and so financially successful and we're going to, by the end of this year, there'll be nine films, two of which are universally kind of agreed on as being good films? Which is what? Um, um, New Hope and Empire. And still, with each one, it's like it will inevitably be like the biggest film of the year that that came out. Yeah. Or if not, and most of them are kind of some of the biggest of all of all time. It's odd because I think what Disney did poorly was give us the, what Star Wars did was suddenly make Star Wars fatigue a thing, whereas actually we'd been Star Wars starved for a long time. All of a sudden, we had lots of Star Wars all the time. You know, for the last six years now. By the end of this year, we'll have had a Star Wars movie every year. We'll have had more Star Wars movies in the last six years than we've had in the last thirty years, which is just crazy. That's that's a massive amount of movies to come out in such a short amount of time. And all of a sudden, you know, we you know we became fatigued on it. We became fatigued on that on that product. It's unfortunate that Solo was considered to be a bad movie before anyone had seen it. Because have you? Oh, it was fine. It's a good movie. It's a good movie, but unfortunately Disney have canned all of their solo projects now. Or, not solo, as in Han Solo, as in standalone characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because it was widely conceived to be a a failure uh, and not live up to to its potential. Um, And and that's sad, because because the child in me wants loads of Star Wars. But once loads of good Star Wars, I guess is the is the thing. Nice. Is I want really good Star Wars movies, but I haven't always. And I think that's the difference between that and something like Bond, which is because Bond comes around every five or so years, yeah. three to five years, depending on the. Is that you can have one where it's a hot mess, but then in a few years' time, you're willing to give it another go. Mm. And the other thing is, is you know, Empire is uh, speaking of Star Wars, Empire is largely considered to be every. It's my favorite. Empire Strikes Back is my favorite Star Wars movie. Mm. The consensus is that it's kind of most people's favorite Star Wars movie. That movie was not liked when it first came out. Mm. That movie was fairly underwhelming um, in terms of support uh, because it was a middle movie. You know, yeah. it, it had middle movie syndrome, which is I actually, if you look at it as an individual product, I think it still holds up as a as, as its own product. Rather than being a setup for a yeah. for a third movie, um, and I think people uh, and now you know you know Last Jedi is universally kind of been hated and memed a lot. I think that movie will stand up to Empire, and I think people will come back to it and go, no, actually, I think that was a good film because I've now seen that two or three times, and I've enjoyed it. More I, every time I've watched I, it. I I didn't hate it. I didn't love it at the when cinema. I watched it. I thought it was. Fun. Yeah. Is that thing? The thing was that goes back to the nostalgia thing. As soon as, bam, and Star Wars comes, and it's like, oh, I'm I'm locked in. Come a yeah. kid. Yeah. Come a kid again. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. What? Yeah. What's Luke doing? Oh, he's he's milking a he's milking an alien. Yeah. There were. Don't get me wrong. Fine. There were some fucking weird character choices in that movie but there were also some really good character choices and and I think Kylo Ren will go down as one of the best villains we've ever had because he's had such a good story and it just happens that Adam Driver's fucking brilliant in that role mm. he's so good and he's probably been the most believable 
I think if he had been given Anakin, if, if he was around when Anakin was cast and he'd been Anakin instead of uh, Kylo Ren, he could have played that angsty, you know, kind of mentally unstable character mm. amazingly. Yeah. Instead of uh, Hayden Christensen. Um, he's so good. Adam Driver's so good in those movies. Mm. Adam Driver's actually great in everything he's in. Yeah. He's he, really, he really is, good. He is, he is, he is. But, uh, yeah. But I think, yeah, I think people will come back to those. I think people will come back to The Last Jedi particularly and go, no, that was a... It might take another five, ten years, but I think they'll come back to that movie and go, that might be one of the best Star Wars movies we've had. Is there anything else, then, that you've, on first viewing, you weren't sure about, but then retrospectively you've changed your mind on? I'm sure there are loads of movies that are like that. Or even... Because actually, because the more I live with something... My opinion will change yeah. over time, and, and it will metastasize, and it will, you know, become slightly different. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure there are a bunch that I, you know, I probably can't think of off the top of my head. What about you? Is there anything that you can immediately go? Um, I I must admit I'm one of the people that didn't quite get Scott Pilgrim vs. the World first time. Oh, around. okay. Oh, 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 I've got so much to tell about the movie. And then subsequently, kind of. A living with it for a bit and then rewatching it, going, no, this is this is this is really good. Yeah. This is a really good film. That's a, oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. That is an amazing movie. The Edgar Wright is a fucking genius, and his, his the things that man that can do with a camera and an edit are just spectacular. Mm. They are just amazing, and the way he moves f- to, from scene to scene yeah. so seamlessly. And the way all those characters change. Oh, it's just so good. Oh, that movie's amazing. Just a great movie. Scott Pilgrim, yeah. Kind of a lot of the um, Edgar Wright movies. I think a lot of people have the... World's End? The third... Oh, the third... Uh, yeah, hate, uh, not hated it. Disliked it when I first watched it. Yeah. Subsequently watched it once. It was on ITV2 late at night. And I went, it's only crime is that it's the third film and it's following Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Yeah. And it isn't quite as good as, as those two. No. It's really trying to... It, it is trying to do something interesting. Yeah. It is a little bit too glossy. Yeah, a little bit too, too... Yeah. Almost like Hollywood and mm. some of those fight scenes feel a bit indulgent. Yeah. It's trying to do a... It's trying to do an interesting thing. And yeah, like it's only crime is that it's part of a trilogy in which you're following two yeah. very, very good films. Wildly, you know, considered to be brilliant movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I often... I, I often flip between which one of the two I like, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, which one I like the most. I think I prefer Hot Fuzz. <coughs> yeah. I think Hot Fuzz is the funnier film. Yeah, oh yeah. But, I mean, obviously, for you to appreciate everything in Hot Fuzz, you have to have seen Shaun of the yeah. Dead. And, if you, and the thing is, Shaun of the Dead probably is a standalone, here's a film, you will, you will get everything. It holds up without the others. Yeah. Yeah, whereas it, Hot Fuzz... And, and, and the world's there. there are yeah. little because yeah. there are callbacks yeah, yeah. to it you need yeah they're callbacks to have seen Shaun of the Dead yeah no I yeah I really liked um, I, 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 I don't really like it now but I like it much more than I did when I first saw it yeah. um, and I never saw it at the cinema but I did see it on telly and then was like nah and then I've seen it a couple of times since I'm like no this is a this is a good movie well the retrospective actually a film that I, I liked at the time and then didn't is another is another it's not an Edgar Wright film it's the it's the Simon Pegg um, Nick Frost the Alien Paul oh Paul yeah I uh, the more I watched it again not that long ago and went oh, I'm not a hundred percent on this and I think that might be because I'm not a big Seth Rogen fan no, I know. 
I yeah. find Seth Rogen's like got this husky voice and he swears a lot, and I yeah. feel that that's his. I mean, sausage. I, I saw Sausage Party at the cinema. That was an experience that I. <laughs> you wish you could I, forget not to, so to you know not experience of, again. You know when you normally, if you see a, if you see um, if you see a, a comedy in the cinema, and if you've got a fairly big crowd, because of the crowd and the way laughter works and and, and is infectious, a a bad comedy or a comedy that's not quite as good as you actually think can get over better because of the crowd. Because of the communal. So experience. I saw I saw Hangover Two in a crowded cinema. And at the time I came out of that thinking, that was fucking great. <laughs> and then watched it again going, this is shite. It's yeah. just the first film, but we're in another city. It's exactly the same plot. Um, but it got over at the time. Cause sausage Party, I had, never, I had never at that time been in a crowd of people. And I think it got two laughs. Yeah. The whole film. That's, t- that's tough, isn't it? T- when, it you're, when you're supposed to be an out-and-out comedy movie. Yeah, it's, that's... But also, I mean, the problem with that film is the general conceit was we've all thought, you know, if you if you think of, of Toy Story, yeah, we've all thought, what if our what if our toys came to life? Yeah, or it doesn't. There's something about it being food. Yeah, it kind of feels that one bit removed where I kind of go, I'm a bit, I'm out I'm, from the get. Yeah, I can't, I can't quite get on board with the uh, with the. Another question then, is there a movie that you went into expecting not to like that you then actually really enjoyed? Is there, Have you ever had oh. that side of it? So the kind of the opposite way round. Or well, rather than I guess looking at a retrospect, go, went, go in thinking you're not going to enjoy it and then really, really, like really enjoy it. it. I have one. I know oh, my go one. On. Go on, my one was Pacific Rim. Uh, which is the big kaiju mech movie. And actually, because I say that now and it, it has all the elements of a thing I like. Big monsters, big mechs, kicking yeah. the ass out of each other. But it was sold in a really weird way to me originally. And I never saw, I never saw it at the cinema. And then um, my girlfriend at the time said, do you want to sit and watch this to me? I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this movie, but fine, let's put it on. Mm. And I was, for two and a half hours, I was on the edge of my seat just watching big fucking robots kick robots kick the ass out of big monsters and it was just mm. pure unadulterated joy it was just like yeah and it, you you really mm. want the robots to win and you really don't want the monsters to win and it's just bloody brilliant um, it was great <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen that so I, I it's a good movie really good movie it's long that's yeah. my one complaint about the movie it's very very long it's like two and a half nearly three hours I don't know if I okay so the film I a film that I went in I didn't think hate but I I thought I wouldn't like it as much as I did. It was probably The Shape of Water. Oh, okay. I yeah. went into that thinking... Two Guillermo del Toro movies. Like again, that. Yeah. But again, so there was, there was, there's that. Um, I remember with my, with my partner before, you know, very early doors, I sat and watched one of her favourite films is My Best Friend's Wedding, which is like an old Julia Roberts oh, rom-com. Oh, okay. And I sat thinking... <laughs> Sit and watch it. I thought, oh, this will be a piece of shit, and I, I kind of really got into it. In the <laughs> end. Um, when Harry met Sally, I, do you know what? I'm not really sure I've ever met that. I'm not uh, sure I've ever met. I'm not sure I've ever seen that. It's so eighties. It yeah. It's you know. I was about to say it's so eighties. It hurts, but it's so eighties. Yeah. Um, I had a play recently where uh, my missus took me to. Um, she wanted to go see a. We were looking for what to go and. We wanted to go and watch something, and there was a play at the Royal Court called White Pearl, mm-hmm. 
and it was a it was an all Asian female cast, and it was about a, a, a cosmetic company had just released a racist an ad that was deemed to be racist, mm-hmm. and the fallout from that, and just on publicity, image, and the type of, I was just like, oh, I don't know if this is your cup of tea, yeah, my cup of tea, and largely I, I came out thinking I'm really glad I went and watched yeah. that. So it's so it's bizarre. so yes, there there are, there are, there are things that I've. And I think I do. I think I do. I think I do. I think I do it too much. I think I'm too harsh a critic. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Cold open and a cold exit. (laughs) Oh, you can't. No, (laughs) no, we've been done for a copyright. (laughs) So. Oh, who's that young man imitating Ralph from The Simpsons doing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, is what funny. they'll say. Is what they'll, they'll say. say. <laughs> <laughs> Our adoring fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, well, thank you very much for listening to that weird television stroke nostalgia retrospective trip yeah. that, you, that you just heard. Yeah, I mean that conversation. What was nice about that conversation is it was in the previous episode that that isn't the guest show that we released which we recorded on the same day as the episode we've just listened to. That conversation was sparked by a doorbell. Yes, that's so, correct, yes. So, <laughs> so it is a double header. Listen to both of them concurrently. Oh, yeah. Get, you'll, get the full, you'll get the full experience. You will absolutely it's get the full experience. Of... It's like paying for the VIP package and you don't pay for it, and you just get both. Yeah. And if you really want to imitate the full experience, halfway through, pause it, ring your own doorbell... <laughs> Pause for about ten minutes and yeah. then come back, back and listen to the uh, to the other half. And then check your energy. <laughs> <laughs> did you leave that in? I really hope you yeah, did. Yeah, I did oh, leave brilliant. it. Of course, I left oh, it. Okay, in. right. Uh, really, that's really really good. Of course, it is. Amazing. Uh, yeah, but if you want to get in touch with us, um, our email is foolsfollytheatre at gmail.com. Our Instagram is fools underscore folly. And our Twitter handle is at WeAreYourFools. And at some point, we'll post on either of those things. Yeah, we will. <laughs> uh, but get in touch with us. Tell us about, if you want to tell us about, because we'd love to hear, tell us about uh, any films or theatre shows that you saw that you didn't like first time, but then changed your opinion or vice versa, or any experiences that you would love to have again for the first time. Yeah. We'd love to yeah. hear all about those. Tell us what you thought of Black Mirror. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I still haven't seen the full series. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy yourself. Uh, as always, thank you ever so much for listening. We have been your fools, Connor Maud, Darren Hill. Bye, friends. Bye. <laughs>